Hello and welcome to another episode of the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live, ideally, every Thursday night on EmoSocialClub.tv. I am available to be Brian. <laughs> and I am somewhat open to being Lizzie. Remember when we were like, let's definitely make sure our intros are getting better. This is the Emo well, Social Club podcast. <laughs> it's consistent. The pro- the point is consistency, not necessarily uh, for being good at it. This is the Emo Social Club podcast, a podcast about music and uh, chatting with with cool people who make music and music news and music life and music death. And uh, we have a guest on this episode, Elise from the band Oceanator, uh, Lizzie was uh was feeling this band sent me some songs and uh it's quite good it's quite good uh we're gonna be chatting with her about uh her influences and her music and what she's been doing she's been streaming on twitch she's been uh she's been doing some covers over there on the twitch she's been playing some music for all the kids you know what they do you know what they say you know what they're about is that about right (laughs) you good is that about right yeah, I uh, she's been playing. She just released things I never said. Her latest uh, album off of Plastic Miracles, and it's pretty much if you really like '90s grunge, it's heavily inspired by it, and it's taking a huge new form in Elise's o- Oceanator project. And I definitely suggest you guys check it out after you check out this cool interview that we do have with her. Because um, I'm pretty sure if you like Nirvana or you're like me and you really like um, Brody Dolly's side project, Diploid Love, you're probably going to really vibe with this. Yeah. I think, I think you can vibe. Uh, so, yeah, that will be coming up next. But first, as always, uh, Lizzie, what you got going on? Nothing much. I'm just trying to survive yeah. in school. So that's just where we're at right now. Um, you can just, you know, keep hanging with us over on Twitter at X Emo Social Club X. I finally updated our bio. Try to put an emote <laughs> in of Brian and the hypa. And I realized this was not Twitch. This is Twitter. It's not Twitch. Two separate things. Yeah. But otherwise, hope y'all are hanging well. We have merch. So you can go and check that out. Get the shirt. You can check out, we have some people who got the shirt and they're posting about it. So you can check it out over on our socials. And apparently it's a very comfy shirt. So if you enjoy comfy shirts, you should possibly order one. Possibly. All proceeds go to support this podcast and these hosts. (laughs) Uh, Good. Uh, I don't have much uh, besides the Twitch streams that we normally do because that's just what life is and... Eventually, we're all going to dwindle down into our basic uh, instincts and our basic essence of who we are as people, and uh, we'll just see what turns up. So uh, every Friday, we got the uh, the DJ stream, the Emo Happy Hour, over on EmoSocialClub.tv, uh, 6 p.m. every Friday. Uh, I am also playing Resident Evil games every morning, uh, 11.30 a.m. Those are all Chicago times. Uh, I am getting freaked the fuck out quite often. I am... Are you also getting scared. murdered still quite often? Oh no! Luckily, uh, I'm a little <laughs> bit better at I'm a little bit better at Resident Evil One than I was at Resident Evil Zero. So this game is going quite a bit better 
Um, though I just like, you know, you, you, you turn a corner and there's just a zombie hanging out there and you didn't hear him or you hear footsteps and you don't know where they're from. And then something jumps out at you. It, it, it's, it's harrowing. And I've, I've become aware of this fact that apparently uh, caffeine can cause a, a sensation of existential dread or like uh, impending doom. Yeah. And so like literally every morning I am waking up drinking caffeine and I am playing a horror video game. And there's got to be a direct correlation there to the way I'm feeling in general. <laughs> I think there, we could find an alternative for you. Yeah, I don't want one. But I'm just saying, like, that's, you know, I'm making decisions for myself, and I am living in those decisions and not changing my behavior. So, just just is what it is. So, PSA, um, don't do what Brian's doing right now. I wouldn't suggest it, but you probably, you know, couldn't handle it. <laughs> what? I can handle it. You, you probably couldn't handle it. Anyway, yeah, that is all over at our Twitch. Make sure you are following us. EmoSocialClub.tv is the link. You can follow, get notified. Uh, check out our Discord as well, EmoSocial.club slash Discord, where we're hanging out with people from the community. We're chatting about music. We're chatting about memes. We're chatting about life. Uh, just a really nice community we got going on there. We are building that up with all of our friends that come to our happy hour and all that. So uh, if, you, if you're liking what you're hearing, if you want to hang out with us, do join us in the chats. Uh, also, if you haven't registered to vote, uh, make sure you're voting in this election. That is coming up very soon. And as a, uh, a, a socially active, socially conscious podcast, we'd be remiss to not mention that to everybody. So be sure that that is something that you have prioritized. Get a mail-in ballot if you're able to in your state. We are in Illinois, and we are very allowed to do that. You can still sign up through, I believe, October 5th is the date. Early, yep. in the first October, week of October 18th is the last day you should mail it in, just in case um, it doesn't make it to the Postal Service. Um, if you are feeling very daring or you are also very nervous that your vote will not be counted, check with your local um, electoral offices and see where you can vote in person. And please, for God's sake, wear fucking mask while you're doing it and wear it over your goddamn nose. Do it safely. Do it the best way you can. Do it with what you're you're capable of doing. Uh, yeah, make sure you're make sure you are doing it. This is legitimately a very important time to do the right thing and show up and fucking make your voice heard. So I will shame you if you don't. We both will publicly shame you. Shame is a great motivator, and if you ever speak to me and tell me that you did not vote, I will shame you to everyone that we are we are connected to. I will do it. Test me. With that being said, <laughs> uh, here is our interview with Elise from the band Oceanator. yeah let's just keep going so um elise i know you dj'd another emo night where people were much more confident in streaming that, than we are so. that, <laughs> how was that ask that question without like a like a hey i just gotta change the subject real quick <laughs> uh emo night was fun it was on zoom and um i did what i did i did want to um a couple it was the same one it was back i don't time is confusing so i don't actually remember when it was but it was 
in the summer, I think. And it was fun. And like, it was cool. You just go in there and you hang out and you can see everyone on the Zoom. They're all, they're all hanging out. It's like being with your friends <laughs> um, and, uh, and just listening to some music and stuff. So it was cool. To, it was cool to get to do it again and just like sort of chill with people, but not be breathing on them, you know? Yeah, you know, the ideals, <laughs> just being like, hey, hey, yeah. and not feeling, hey, what's yeah. up? <laughs> and I like, uh, I, I, I think I, I went a little wide with emo definition, but uh, I felt pretty good about it. I think people maybe hopefully like the set. They seem how to, did, how do, how do how you wide? go wide with the emo <laughs> yeah. definition? Because I, oh, I, I, I can understand how you can go a little wide, and then sometimes you go a little bit too wide. Well, like I played this, the first time I got really, so the first time I did it, I put like, I made a rule for myself that I was only going to DJ songs that I owned. So I used like just stuff that I had only. And I made this like hours and hours long playlist of stuff so that I would just have like choices. So I didn't have to go searching th for them on my computer. Cause I have like a bunch of stuff on there and then just kind of played, like had the first like four songs decided on, um, opened up with Phil Oaks, the ballad of Medgar Evers it's a folk song about Medgar Evers. And then, went straight into Namdi Black Plight and then did I think ne I forget what was next but basically my theme was like all cops are terrible <laughs> um Fair. and yeah. uh and enjoy um, the vibe yeah and so and so like went into I did anti-flag and we had and we had to strike anywhere and stuff but then got like just too silly after a while because I like put on Tower of Power and, <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, this time I mostly stuck to it, except I, I, I played an Ace of Base song, but like it felt emo it to me. It kind of goes in there. Subject yeah. wise, you know, like vibe wise, like maybe not, maybe not genre wise, but yeah, that was how I thought it was fine. I was happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly, so like we do an emo night as well and mm -hmm. wide genre wise, is a major concern <laughs> so we're like trying to rein it in and trying yeah. to be like no we're gonna stay on it but like i mean i think that if you're playing punk music if you're playing like protest music if you're playing folk music i play a lot of frank turner and i'm like yeah this is, this is fine it's not yeah. like he was like oh this is a big you know this is like there with my chemical romances you know, all this <laughs> you know but you're still like you're still hitting on those sort of things that are like the same community if it's like oh you would hear this artist on warp tour or see them uh at a, at a major rock festival like i think that's yeah really appropriate and i was kind of feeling like you know i also wanted to sorry play stuff that was like a little bit because these it's like the online one you know and like we're going there because everything is terrible so i wanted to play stuff that like also would just like be fun that's why i was like let's throw on this ace of bass song that feels like nostalgic and like yeah it's you know it'll be it'll be just fun to hear it for a second and be in a moment like oh this song remember back in 92 <laughs> when we were small and everything was fine because yeah. we were small and we didn't know any better <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we were just straight vibing as babies like yeah, yeah what's up <laughs> So, oh, uh, hell yeah, baby vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Rugrats baby vibes. <laughs> oh, my. They had so many, so many stresses, though, all the time. They were always having yeah. a problem, those Rugrats. I think partially it was because of Angelica up in there. This oh, again, Angelica, yeah. The, the grown-up ones, the older ones, always making it a problem. See? Susie just, was good, though. Yeah, Susie she was knew chill. was up, yeah. Yeah. Angelica, 
real jerk. Those parents, <laughs> wild. Yeah. Dr. Lipschitz is still hilarious to me that they like <laughs> that. That was his name. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Yeah. I was watching a, uh, it was kind of a retrospective on Hey Arnold yesterday. Okay. Uh, it was like a very short video about how Nickelodeon basically messed up Hey Arnold. Like, what they, didn't they do? have a lot of value hmm. in it. They just didn't really care about it. They were like, this isn't really the kind of show we want. Like, it's not super successful i guess i don't know if it was i, I mean i was a child i don't remember its success i don't like, I <laughs> I remember remember like yeah football head let's go yeah yeah i just remember loving it and and sort of being like it, this is so different from my experience and i'm like this is interesting this is really cool i like this yeah and i i, I don't remember any of this other stuff about it but apparently they made an entire season of it and then Nickelodeon was like we're not sure we're not really confident in it here's what we want you to do we want you to make two movies one of them is going to be released on the network on 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 Nickelodeon and the other one will be released in theaters so they start to work on it and they're like we're going to make the the really good one the one we put in theaters we got to make that a really nice thing because it's going to be you know people are buying tickets for it and then are kind of like meh you know it's it's good the story's there but like we're not going to put as much time into the one that goes on tv so they finish the tv one first the network's like cool that's the one and go in the theaters and they put it in theaters and it flopped and so they, i didn't even know that even made this wait was it the one with with him finding his her his parents i think so yeah i thought that one was new they oh, they no, no they they made that new they released that second yeah. one recently that second part because yes. we never really fully found out and then that's like yeah, yeah. my parents are alive it's not like a tarzan one, situation <laughs> that second one was the one that was originally supposed to be in theaters oh so that was, that was, and they just released it and that's why there's like some resurgence of like well what's going on here they then had this entire season of the show that was like backlogged. So they released it at random times over the next four years. <laughs> like what? Like, oh, we have, a, we have a time slot. So let's put in one of those new episodes of Hey Arnold. Yeah. It's insane. That's <laughs> the messiest programming I've ever yeah. heard in my life. Yeah. Hey Arnold is so good though. They shouldn't have done that. Exactly. It's so I, good. I, I, I don't know why they would have ever considered to not give it its due diligence i i thought that yeah. show was one of the best ones in nickelodeon yeah it was like it was like rugrats doug and hey arnold were my top three and then like cat dog was okay my brother really liked the angry beavers sometimes angry we watch rocket power too. but like <laughs> yeah he's good too yeah i just like and then spongebob obviously but like obviously, yeah. yeah i mean just doug doug and rugrats and hey arnold were like the three the three big ones for me yeah. Personally. I'm glad there's more people out there who also listen to, who also watch Doug because I feel like I'll talk to some of my friends and they're like what are you talking about I don't know this show and I'm like what are you talking about this is like the single best show of my childhood yeah. <laughs> well have you watched it recently because I just it was on I think Hulu um and I put it oh, on I and it's, know it was on it's, Hulu yeah it's weird the pacing was so weird there was like all these long silent moments and I turned it off because I was like I don't it's weird now and I don't want to <laughs> And now I'm uncomfortable. Is this yeah. why I'm like this? <laughs> Is this why I can't yeah. talk to people? He was like talk to Mr. Mr. Dink. And right? That was Mr. Dink. <laughs> I think so, yeah. With the lawnmower and all the and all the uh yeah. conventions. And he like they would one of them would say something and then there would be like this weird long pause and then the other person would answer. And I was like, why is there all this space in here? 
was it was weird, wow. but yeah. The amount the amounts that like television and dialogue and all these like making of of cartoons even like all the stuff that's on tv now it's like we can't go back and watch the stuff from the 90s yeah because i guess everything's so like fast now but actually i just remembered a funny thing i made i was playing stardew valley and i made i don't know if you've played that but like i i I know i know it enough uh yeah kind of like harvest moon right i heard that it's like harvest moon but i don't know anything about that but yes it you're supposed to be nice is the main premise like be nice and make friends okay and I wanted to see you and farm. <laughs> and As I wanted you do. to see right, yeah. I wanted to see what the what the what would happen if you were mean, just like how it was programmed. So I made a separate farm called Mean Farm, and I like <laughs> made my whole character look to look mean. And I sent it to my friend. I was like, "Look at this mean guy." I named him Cromwell, and I was like, "Look how mean he is." And my friend was like, "He looks exactly like Roger from Doug." And I was like, "Oh, that's my blueprint for mean." <laughs> so much sense. my blueprint is <laughs> roger <laughs> yeah he was such a jerk <laughs> oh god my friend said that i had like a haircut that looked like roger Klotz, and I was so oh no <laughs> yeah if I'm the like, sides roger were a little Klotz. shorter i see it yeah I'm just little, dye it red little, yeah i'm a little i guess i kind of right now, if i put you you could like stick it up right? yeah then i could be roger too you could is is roger they got too much like, hair <laughs> the, the like pop punk boy like emo scene oh god like, like, i think he like, was like he was almost like sort of greasery with yeah the boots. yeah, yeah. i think then, if like, we were to analyze like look at an analysis of it now it would be like hmm is roger one of the pop punk guys that we had to cancel <laughs> he, totally is. he like he grew up and he's like ah oh, man i just you know used to listen to all these bands when i was in high school and now he runs a local emo night with his leather jacket and his white I- shirt. <laughs> <laughs> i hate this so much it's i i i I hate that it's real. We're going to get hate tweets, and guess who's going to have to deal with them? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Roger's going to sign on. He's going to come out of hiding, and he's going to sign on. He's going to be like, I'm real. How dare you? (laughs) He enters the Twitch chat right now. (laughs) Logging on. (laughs) Roger Klaus would be like 45 years. uh, Probably like upwards of like 50 years old right now or something, right? I don't know what it was maybe like 16 or something yeah they, like they were 16, all in high school 17. right yeah because they graduated at the end of it all right i think did they or were they in, high the movie? Were they in middle school i think they were in high school because i think i remember they had like a prom homecoming thing but were and they i, I don't I think, know if you have homecoming in middle school i think they were in middle school and then they went to high school in the disney one the disney remake oh when their clothes yeah, were slightly grade. different it's yes. more grade. updated and then seventh grade seventh grade was disney the, oh uh, so they didn't even go to disney. high school oh it was so they were middle school i guess they just seemed old because i was like right one. little yeah <laughs> and you're like yeah. you look like an adult yeah i also um, uh always just like I, I i for some reason i remember judy so much in that show how like, could you not icon uh, yeah, icon. Fashion icon. I remember, like, the episode where Doug is rolling around on the ground wearing her clothes because he, like, has to do favors for her. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and, and Skeeter's like, what are you doing, dude? And he's like, I'm wearing Judy's clothes. I'm bohemianizing it. <laughs> uh, like, for some reason, that joke is stuck in my head for the rest of time. That is always a joke I will remember about that show. That's good. <laughs> I That's am good. bohemianizing it. So, yeah, in the show, he's 14 to 15 years old. Roger is. Uh, yeah, Roger. Oh, because okay. he got held back, right? 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> of course he did. That's usually how the <laughs> meme heads manifest. They're like, yeah. oh, held back. Yeah. I can't be with my friends. This is from uh, the Doug.fandom.com. The Doug. Oh. Under nice. interest, it says bullying. <laughs> <laughs> greatest website of all time yeah that's i mean it's accurate yeah <laughs> well oh here's the God. thing elise if you if you had a fandom what would your interest be and i hope it's not bullying it's the real <laughs> question here uh, it would just be gosh music <laughs> reading i like reading doug i like doug doug, <laughs> doug. <laughs> we yeah. link doug it back probably, yeah it would probably be like I like to play the guitar and I like to like flop around in my room. Especially now, I love to flop around and uh, bohemianizing. <laughs> I like to bohemianize <laughs> my clothes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess huh. one of those things. Yeah, your interest of like 90s music, 90s grunge, 90s punk, 90s that. Uh, how did that like influence you and how did that influence your music? And, and when you're writing songs, how does that like kind of showcase uh, uh, in your music? I think it's, um, yeah, I like, uh, that was the stuff that was, that was, I was listening to when I was, I shouldn't drink this beer. <laughs> that I was listening to while I, uh... You know what? You should drink that beer. <laughs> You've earned it. You've yeah. earned it. Earned it. <laughs> um, it was this it was the stuff that I was listening to when 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 I started playing music when I started playing the guitar especially um and that was all the stuff that was on the radio and uh you know I, I got into Green Day my neighbor brought over Dookie um like right when it came out so I got into that and then like went down the rabbit hole of other of other punk bands um and like Epitaph and Fat Rick and and got got in I loved like Punkarama 3, <laughs> Volume 3. It was okay, like yeah. as a special place for me because that was like the first one I got and, uh, you know, found a bunch of stuff I liked from there. And I think, and then just like general 90s radio stuff um, that was on then and like Our Lady Peace and even like Wallflowers and all that stuff. Who, who even mentions Our Lady Peace? <laughs> you, you're not record, on Twitter much. That record, um, the, the, that record Clumsy is like, yeah. one of my all-time favorite records it's yeah. so good i actually played it recently when i was in the car with my brother and i was like i really like the way this record sounds so like next record let's think about these sounds <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so it was like all that stuff is is what i what i was hearing when i was first writing songs when i was first learning to play so i learned a lot of that stuff on the guitar because like that you learn a lot of covers when you're learning you know and yeah. um so i think it just kind of like now when i'm writing i'm not like I'm not like actively thinking well, let's write a nineties song or whatever. It's just like, I, that's such a big part of my musical life. And it's just like kind of in my head and um, yeah. So it, that's, it just comes out on its own, I guess, you know, it worked its way in there and it, and it, it comes out in the songs. Um, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's weird that in 2020, there's so many artists and Lizzie has shown me a lot of them, but there's so many artists that now are like influenced by the nineties and grunge, especially. And it, it, yeah. you know, coming from like a pop punk scene and then hearing these like uh, more indie side bands or more DIY bands. And a lot of the influences from grunge is just so interesting now that like, that's, 
that's what's now coming back into fashion, I guess. Not to say yeah. it's like, it's just fashion, but it's like, oh, that's the music like I was super into and now I'm 48 years old. And it's no, like, you're not. <laughs> it wasn't cool when I was trying to do it back in like 2008, but like now it's super cool. Yeah, it's like, I think it's, it has uh, something about like, you know, that's just the stuff that a lot of people were like growing up on and that's why like, you know, I think it happens in generations. Like classic mm -hmm. rock stuff was super influencing those guys because, like, that's what they heard growing up. And I think we're just we just hit that time period where like a lot of people that are putting out music right now were very influenced by that stuff twenty five years ago or whatever. Yeah, and like um, now it's just it's all it's coming out of everyone and the people. A lot of the people that are like consuming and listening to the music are were also like super into that stuff. So it's like something. Yeah familiar but um but still new i think like because it definitely i don't think like i don't think i think a lot of these records they they don't it's not like if you if it came out in the 90s it would be they wouldn't sound like as grungy as they do now if that makes sense like i don't think they i don't think they fit like it's not like it could be like oh this could have come out back then it's just like but you can hear like the yeah. the strains of that on them more of that like influence more so than like it's it's ripping it off yeah <laughs> uh like those bands were influenced i remember because i would always read like silver chair uh, uh interviews where everybody's like you are you're a nirvana ripoff and they're like no we're all influenced by black sabbath and we're ripping them off <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like, we're, we're ripping off bigger bands than nirvana who is yeah. like, our contemporary at the time right because they were like releasing records like at the same time right i don't yeah. i don't remember the silver chair timeline i i think i only like really heard their their singles um i think i'm the only one that i know who knows the silver chair timeline <laughs> I, well i had a friend i had a friend in the in back in the 90s i had a friend and uh and silver chair was like there i was like green day and they were silver chair and so they yeah. they knew all the stuff but uh yeah i they're australian i know that yeah <laughs> I, I i heard a, an interview with the drummer recently and i'm like are they going to talk about Silverchair? And they were like, heads up, we don't talk a lot about Silverchair on this episode. And so I'm like, well, mm. okay. You're like, suddenly I'm turning it off. Yeah. <laughs> Are they not a band anymore? What? No, they broke up, jeez, um, oh, a while back. Like, Okay. I saw them at Lollapalooza in, I think, 2011. Oh, uh, okay. That was the first show they played in the U.S., in like seven years like they had they just weren't touring the u.s they released albums every like four years or so so yeah it was just not really on the cycle they did that and then they did a q101 uh which is like a local radio station in chicago well now defunct with shows. that one <laughs> sure, yeah it's still kind of around like there's still a 101.1 alternative station but it's just not q101 anymore gotcha um they did a holiday show for them and so in one year they did two shows and then the next year i think they were like yeah we're good so it must be like 2012 <laughs> or 2013 they were like yeah. hanging it up uh they went on indefinite hiatus and the singer started to release new music and uh okay. he wanted to like do orchestration for movies and stuff i don't think he oh. ever did i think he's just oh, like no <laughs> an australian also an australian celebrity okay uh, but they're all doing like solo projects that are I'm gonna probably ask doing my australian very well friends. in australia if yeah. i won't find out also well, send, I will find out right now. If any of them are willing to send me uh, t-shirts, I'd love oh, to yeah? sell silver shirt t-shirts in America. The shipping is so much. Yeah. Which I know because I've had to ship some stuff over there. 
Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's cost prohibitive, but I am. <laughs> You to really want and rec quote. I am willing to spend an amount that my accountant calls <laughs> irresponsible. <laughs> um, I uh, did you ever hear that band, The Living End? They're Australian oh, yeah. too. I yeah. love. I them. think I literally picked up a vinyl from them from my local record store because this sounded good, and I was like, "Who is this?" And then I just bought it. That's awesome. <laughs> They're so good. Yeah. They. I saw them open for. Um, remember when Prisoner of Society came out? That was like their big single here um yeah 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 that was on the, i think the self-titled record the, with the red on the front and i yeah. saw them open for green day and it was such a sick show and i got <laughs> i got a shirt and i got a little seven inch which i think i know i have the seven inch i don't know i think the shirt might be at my dad's house um but it's got like the because he played the upright bass oh yeah yeah it's so they cool sick. they're awesome i think they might still be a band yeah they might the, be it, it's if they're not they're coming back because this was the I mean, everyone's was, just coming back now what else are you gonna do during yeah. quarantine nothing come back yeah and everyone get off of your indefinite hiatus that doesn't exist anymore <laughs> they're back in they're back in lockdown out in australia too they yeah. have to well i don't know about all of it but in melbourne and victoria i think they're in lockdown can't go out of your house for more than an hour or something oh Please. Jeez. <laughs> well they're trying to not to we need it here we need it here yeah. <laughs> yeah wow how nice of them these australians such <laughs> such so, so, so smart so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> anyway lizzie that... you asked the next question <laughs> oh <laughs> Uh, I know that when we go back to your inspo, so I'm the one who tweeted out, as we established earlier, because Brian doesn't use Twitter. Um, I tweeted out when I first heard Crack of the World, I'm like, I'm listening to a Brody Dolly song right now, and I swear to God, because I like kept thinking about it. I'm like, no, this isn't Diploid Love. I don't have this on right now. And I was like, that's why I was like really impressed with your, like just your overall, like, you know, songs and your lyrics and just the way that you sing because you I haven't heard a lot of other singers have that type of like versatility like Brody Dolly Dot has yeah and when I heard you sing on Crack in the World um I was like holy shit like there's one other person out there that I have found personally that matches this and it's definitely fits in a vibe for me personally that like I can listen to Diploid Love like during certain periods, but if I ever wanted to not listen to Diploid Love, I could never do it because I didn't have the same vibe. And now I kind of do with this album. And I know you said distillers are like huge influences for you too. Like I love the distillers. Yeah. Wait, can I, I, I gotta get something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, hi, Peter. Hey, Peter, what's up? I saw you, I saw you chat earlier, but hi. Speaking of, this is, this is me and my high school boyfriend. Oh my God. <laughs> I just found this picture. I love that. <laughs> my distiller shirt. Uh, so yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, they finally <laughs> they finally put out um that old distiller shirt like in their merch online. Oh, they have I'm it like, back? I gotta buy it. Yeah, oh they came God, out like I a whole new like merch line. I'm like, I gotta buy it. We gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get it because like I, I I have no idea. I had this and I had a tank top too which is apparently in my yearbook photo I just saw also because <laughs> I was doing the I was doing the fest thing and they were like 
I don't know why we were talking about our yearbooks, but they were like, oh, let's see your picture. It's probably stupid. And I was like, oh, God, it probably is. And I was like, <laughs> nope, I was cool. <laughs> I, was I was a cool kid. Luck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, um, I, you know, I, I loved the distillers. I, I got really excited. I remember the first time my friend Justin showed me the distillers and I was just super stoked because like there weren't a lot of like non-men that in the, in the scene, like as as big as the distillers at that time you know and it was was definitely harder to find especially like without the internet and you're mostly just like in your local scene and and seeing what's being covered which is generally white men or what's what were being covered at the time um so i just remember being like so stoked when i when i was like found that or was shown the distillers i was like this is sick and she's just doing like she's just doing the thing and like not it's not like a gimmick or whatever she's just like I'm this is me and I'm playing this music and I can sing like this and scream and I can sing quiet and I can like the songs rip and um yeah I, we went and saw we drove to Baltimore it was a school night so I had to be home early so we drove to Baltimore <laughs> to see the distillers open for garbage and some other huge band that I can't remember right now but we had to leave we saw the distillers and then we had to leave oh <laughs> so my mom was like you have to be home because you have school tomorrow. Um, but that's, that's, yeah, like, sounds kind of fake. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it was, but I, that was huge for me. And like, I think Coral Fang is the last record of their, of hers, theirs that I, that I really like know, but um, definitely a huge influence. Those, those first, I think it was the first three records. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that wasn't a question. It was more of like my verbal compliment rather than on Twitter. But I also, yeah. I was reorganizing my vinyl and I have um, the garbage Brody Daily um, record store day. I, I think it's like a 55. Yeah, it's like this really cool green. I can go and get it real quick and be right back. <laughs> so because when you said, oh, they opened for garbage, I'm like, God, that's such a full circle moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, let, let me go grab that real quick. <laughs> okay. Show off, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any cool anything because I was like, yeah, punk wasn't really my, my genre back in the day. What was, was your genre? Like, uh, it was really like emo and uh, like the My Chems and the uh the used was a huge okay. band for me so okay. it's more more in that side of things like the pop yeah genre. like pop, adjacent female, but pop rock. yeah totally. exactly <laughs> um, in the chat saying lizzie's gonna flex <laughs> i am about to flex these are like my pride and joy because i remember oh, this was like one of the very first things i ever oh, i ever cool. bought for record store day Jeez. yeah <laughs> and it was because it's just super cool oh that's nice that's real it's beautiful nice. And then I oh, got yeah. the Coral Fang Distillers Record Store Day exclusive. <laughs> nice. You so know this what? It's like a sick blood red. Oh. That's perfect with that record, too. Oh, definitely. I just pulled out my CD of it recently when I was doing, I was doing these cover sets over the summer, like every Thursday just of different stuff and I did a distillers night and I was looking at my CDs and I forgot until I pulled it out that I had like the the other cover the one with like the animals and stuff on it that yeah <laughs> I forgot that then that's the, that's what mine looks like and I pulled it out I was like what what is this and then I was like, oh, <laughs> I you're like did it. I listen to heavy metal oh my god because <laughs> I like pictured it as the as the actual cover because I hadn't looked at the physical CD in so long and then I was like oh wow it's like the censored 
one that they had to make for like because i'm sure i bought it at like best buy that's where i used to get all my cds was at the best buy so that's that's the version i have atypical supply is simplistic handcrafted made in michigan merchandise always printed on garments that are a cut above the competition they work with bands like Worst in Me and Endless Oceans for their merch and also do limited releases, plus collaborate with other designers. We're fans of their clothes. I, for one, have the Roses t-shirt. And I have the Recapitulation shirt. Their styles are really neat and edgy with a modern twist on pop punk and emo influences. Head over to atypicalsupplyco.com and check out their new Halloween clothing from the Grave line. Available now. And use our code EMOSOCIAL at checkout for 20% off your order. That's EMOSOCIAL for 20% off. AtypicalSupplyCo.com. Clothing for the unusual individual. Well, you you mentioned that on, um, what was it, Thursdays or Tuesdays? You were Thursdays. doing some live. And I know earlier we said that you were doing some Twitch streaming too. So yeah. how has that, was that, did that obviously get born out of quarantine or was that something you were doing before? No, I, I had never, I don't think I had like gone live even one time on Instagram or anything before quarantine. And then, uh, I, yeah, I started doing the cover sets on Instagram to start. And then I, and then I found out about Twitch and started doing them in both places. And then, uh, I did like, like two, two months of them and then kind of stopped for a bit with the covers, but I've been doing just like assorted actual me sets like oceanator sets not just cover stuff um throughout then and trying to do like we did a, a full band live one for the record release which was super fun and um and uh i'm doing one tomorrow with on long Nick's, uh twitch stream so yeah the the streaming is definitely something new for quarantine I, I when i first started doing it i did not like it at all it was you know it felt so weird to just like be playing to like a computer screen and have no idea <laughs> if anyone yeah. was paying attention or like what it sounded like even you know and um but kind of got used to it and now kind of like them because it's like the only the only thing you can with, yeah. yeah and like I just you know it's like it's cool to have like with the one tomorrow to like just having them scheduled and then being like okay I have this show to get ready for like just getting a, a little bit of that sort of thing still is is nice um yeah yeah i mean the tech issues are always fun aren't they <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had a, i finally got <laughs> <laughs> i finally got my setup going real nice over here too i got um um someone sent me a, a mixer which was really sweet uh, and um and so i could get my like sound sounding real nice and everything so i, I got a i got a good setup now yeah. yeah um so is it is it just like like do you like people chatting like are you like taking requests or are you like doing just like a sort of like a chill hangout session it depends on the stream or? yeah like some there's been a couple where i've just been like like there was one where i was having a bad day and i was just like all right i'm gonna play dookie later to hop <laughs> on the stream <laughs> like and so like that was like very like chatty and like at the, after that i was like i did i did one all request green day song green day set where it was like you can choose anything from 1039 smoothed out slappy hours to nimrod and i'll play it and i only messed up one which was cool oh <laughs> but there also, you go <laughs> but also not cool because i was like why are all these songs in my head that's wild yeah. that they just live there but um but yeah so it depends on some of them are like more of a set and some of them are like more freeform request things and 
sometimes I'll like plan a set, but then if someone throws something in the chat that they want to hear and I feel like playing it, I'll play it, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, like the live stream for the record was like, we're playing the full record and that was like a whole thing and set up and everything. But when I do it just from my apartment, it's a little more loosey goosey. Yeah. See, yeah. I think that's like, I, I mean, there are very few silver linings right now. <laughs> in a world, a, a world where clouds, there are very few silver linings in the sky right now. <laughs> um, but I do think there is something to be said about how musicians are giving like these special experiences right now, and how like you can get to know everybody going to the internet and being present on a live stream or videos. A lot of people starting their YouTube channels going on shows to advertise i started a youtube channel it's like well, what else are you gonna do yeah uh, so I, I i think it's interesting to like get that different experience with musicians different experience with with people uh that you probably won't ever really get to have again yeah you, you, i mean i don't think you're gonna do a tour of uh dookie covers so. <laughs> not a whole tour definitely not yeah. a, i think uh, it's like yeah a cool thing that lives that lives there for you and for your audience and like people will find out about you in years and go back and go oh my god this is a really <laughs> cool video of her playing all dookie covers yeah it was funny too i was just watching right before we started this i was watching uh the fest live stream that was going on and um chris number two from anti-flag was on and he started playing a dookie cover and i was like stop that's my thing no <laughs> <laughs> But obviously, I guess like he was saying, his band, like they did a whole set at Fest of, of the whole record, which is cool. I, I didn't see it, yeah. but that's, um, it, but yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's definitely fun. I like when people, it's, it's weird. I really like when people are like super active in the chat on the live stream, which is something I would like, I hate if I'm playing live and people right. are just standing around chatting. Like that's so distracting and weird but like <laughs> on the online it's like cool to see people active in the chat because it's like even if like they're just talking to each other like it's cool to be facilitating this kind of like little community area where people can come and chat with other folks and not be like alone you know because yeah. like we're all like sitting at home alone all the time um, yeah so yeah i'm i'm it's not it's definitely different from a live show and which is a total way better thing, you know, being in the actual Agreed. room with people. But, yes. Yeah. Agreed. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun other thing. And I, I feel like in the future, like if, if, and when shows come back, like I might do a live stream every now and then too. Cause it's, it's definitely like a different experience for sure. Yeah. I feel like it's not going to go away so much. I don't feel like, yeah. I feel like now everybody's learning and everybody spent a lot of money on equipment as I look at <laughs> my, my room here. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I got to use it. And I mean, one other thing I think of it for musicians and, and maybe you'll, you'll feel the same way, maybe not, uh, is that it's a little bit of a way for you to like own your, your process, like own everything for yourself a bit more. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of musicians having to like, uh, they have to go on tour, or they have to do their merch or like all that. And like, now it's a time for like, all right, let me, I, I, I can't go play shows. I can't really like leave my house or do anything, but I have this opportunity to like create content that is for me and for what I want to do. And it's connecting with an audience in that way that like nobody else is going to own. No one's going to be like, you have to sell merch for that. Or you have to like do this tour. Or you have to go out with these artists or like that. It's like literally just something that you create and you have your audience and you have your attachment there 
And I feel mm -hmm. like that that's like musicians don't really get to do that. They have to sort of like be uh, be be doing whatever like a label says or doing whatever you know they're supposed to do to be a band in that way. But now it's like no that that whole rule book is gone. That whole that whole thing is like thrown completely out, and we have to figure it all out from scratch now. Yeah. Uh, so I I think it's interesting that like artists probably will do more live streamed events. They probably will do more just general like internet content uh, and reach a wider audience in that way rather than rely on the, the going out and being in front of an audience all the time. Yeah. I think that's especially true for, for, for bigger artists that are on like labels that, that make them do stuff, right. <laughs> um, you know, like, cause I'm, I'm, I, like especially with this record like we put it out i put it out on on my label mm -hmm. so it was like pretty much my own timing and yeah I, you know like i could do sort of whatever i wanted to do and it's it's kind of been like that for touring and everything too is like i haven't gone on any tours that i didn't want to go on you know but um right. i've heard stories from other folks where they're like well we have to do this tour because of like whatever such and such reasons and mm -hmm. um yeah so that's been for me it's for me it it's that hasn't been as much of an issue but it is cool to get to do like litter like i couldn't like you said i couldn't like go up on stage and be like tonight i'm playing all green day you know like that's right. not <laughs> that's not a thing um yeah. so like in terms of that stuff like because i i i just for i i just genuinely and i i think most most musicians say this i just genuinely love playing music like you know that's that's what's fun for me so like some days I don't feel like playing my songs. I just I just want to jam out on some stuff I like. And so it's cool to get to be like, today I'm playing Green Day or today I'm playing The Distillers or today I'm doing all of Reinventing Axl Rose. Like, come hang out if you want to. I'm going to be playing it either way. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I'll be on the internet and doing it. And, and that's fun because then you get to share it with, a, with people and like, you know, interact in the chat. And it's, it's just like, yeah, in, the, in that respect, it's, getting to do whatever you want like just by doing covers or whatever the heck you want to do is is yeah. pretty cool for sure yeah uh, and is your record label plastic miracles yeah okay yeah because yeah, i me. know um and you work with colin right uh well colin's working specifically with uh hoagie for the okay. falls record yeah so we're working together on, on that record yeah okay cool yeah i used to work with him a little bit here in the chicago music scene and i like posted oh, cool. about it and he was like oh i'm working with elise and i'm like Oh, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're putting out that Sunny Falls record and um it's super fun. That's the first cuz the so the label was not supposed to it was supposed to be for other people's music. It wasn't supposed to be for my record, but then a bunch of stuff happened that we don't need to get right, into. Right, cuz you were a part of Tiny Engines and then that whole shit hit the fan. Yeah. Um so that's that's why it, I was then going to self well, there was a, it's a whole big thing, but like yeah, it it, that's why my record is out on it but I have like the Sunny Falls record and we're announcing another record actually next week from someone else and have like four other things lined up but everything's getting like pushed back you know because everyone's struggling obviously for all the reasons <laughs> um and uh yeah so like it, it's 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 cool the the Sunny Falls record is we're doing a weird thing where we're putting out like a single at a time just kind of stretching out the release and seeing how that goes since there's no shows and just kind of trying to do something different but um 
yeah, it's been cool working with Colin. I haven't actually met him in person, but we're we're <laughs> email friends. <laughs> there you go. Cool. We always yeah. love email buddies. Yeah, yeah, and he's you know he's like he's doing all the PR and stuff for the record, and I think we're both pretty stoked on that record in general. It's 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 a it's a cool record. I, the whole point with the label is like I only want to put out stuff I like, so because um, you know it's not it's not like a new job for like money or whatever it's just like a project that I want to do because one of my favorite things is just sharing music like even like other people whatever I like I like I'm like I just get excited about showing people things I like so (laughs) that's kind of why I started the label is like I want to show people things that I like and hopefully they'll like them too and if not that's okay they can go listen (laughs) to something else (laughs) you know (laughs) I feel like that's the best way to like start a label and then just be like, no, I'm going to be the pickiest person. Just be like, do I like this or do I not like it? And then I'm going to have to deal with the repercussions of my decisions. So I better <laughs> like it. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause I'm going to put, I'm everything I'm, I'm putting all this work into these records and like, I'm doing it because I want to. So like, I, that's why I'm only putting out stuff that like, I think I'm going to give the, the right amount of attention to, you know, like I don't want to put out anything that like, is good but i'm not personally invested in it because i won't be giving it the attention that i think it deserves and someone else could probably do a better job with it if they're if they're more like personally invested in that music you know so like that i've we ha- i have gotten a couple people like sending stuff in but it, i'm like way too lined up with stuff to even like really <laughs> like do anything with that yet because i've got like i think like seven unannounced records so far which is like plenty you know yeah i was about to say that's a lot that's a lot to be winding down yeah so like uh so like i haven't really gotten into that yet but but in the future when it's going to be more like submissions and stuff i think you know i think i i think there's going to be a lot of great i think in general that in the world there's a lot of really great music but i you know not everyone's going to connect with things in the same way and if i'm not connecting with it on a super like personal deep like i have to put this out level then i don't want to put something out just because like i like i know that it's good do you know what i mean like i i want to feel that it's good if that makes yeah sense. you want to feel good putting your full support and backing behind it and not yeah. just because it's like oh it sounds like the kids will like it yeah like and the, yeah exactly exactly i don't want to put it out because i think other people are gonna like it and i also think if i was doing that it's somewhat of a disservice to the artist because like they put their whole heart into this thing and they love it and whoever's promoting it and working on it should also love it and feel attached to it and yeah yeah i'm usually so against labels <laughs> but then it's like there's all these like you know indie labels or, or yeah. more like the diy side of it where you can just be like no i love this therefore i want to support it and i want to give it my backing so that people will hear it and i'm like yeah that's a label of that yeah a, that's a label. <laughs> not a bank it's like yeah there's i think there's i think there's a difference between like yeah a label and then people who are are a label because they want to spread music you know like and i think there's some i think there's some bigger labels doing that really well and i think there's some smaller labels doing that really well um i think it's like it's all over the spectrum and there's there's some places that like are on a lot of people's radars but i still think they're in it for like the right reasons you know um and uh i uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know I like yeah <laughs> you don't have to be like yeah fuck 
you know, these big labels. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, and I think it's funny. I was, I was talking to one of my friends, and a thing that I, I, a thing that I personally feel for myself is I don't think I ever want to be on, like, a major label. That's not, like, yeah. a goal for me because I don't think that it, that would work well for the way that I want to work on music mm -hmm. you know i think there's some definitely some benefits to that if but i don't think it it's like the way that i make music um and i have some friends who like that is their goal but it makes sense for like their goals and if they get on a major label like they are going to get to do all the things that they want to do and that's and i don't think there's anything wrong with either thing unless you, the label you get on is a jerk and like fucks you <laughs> over you know but like um if you get a good deal or whatever and you and your contracts worked out nice and you and you're on a major label and that's helping you like that's fucking awesome you know like that's it's just not the way that 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 i i want to go um but uh but there are some bigger indies that i like i love and i think they're great and you know those those are that's a different story for me personally like epitaph comes knocking on your door you're like well be like i listen to you like, forever well, <laughs> no hold on <laughs> yeah yeah and like I, like polyvinyl i love they've got like a great roster and they seem like they're super into into um all their bands you know and like they seem to be in it for the right reasons and and i don't, big scary monsters actually picked up my record partway through this cycle and they're they're putting it out in uk europe which is cool because like I love them also. Like I, I've yeah, no, they them. have nervous on their roster and I love nervous. And we've, we've talked with proper too, like yeah. last year, I think it was. So yeah. Like everyone, everyone that I like proper. Yeah. And like Illuminati hotties new record is on, is on there. And like, they just have like all these people that are awesome <laughs> and like their music is awesome. And and they gave off this vibe of like, they're in it because they love the music. And then, so we started talking and then like, I was like, Oh yeah, you, you all seem as cool as I thought you were. So like, let's do this, <laughs> you know? So like, yeah. But I, it's really nice to like, <laughs> I only know these names because Lizzie has said them to me. <laughs> well, you got to look it up, go to big scary monsters, look at their roster. There's some great, I'm telling great, you, great I've been telling you, Brian, I send it to you. I'm like, listen to this. And you're also, just like, 1975 there's, and i'm like no ryan there's more I'm to life than that. the 1975 <laughs> and there's so much emo on there i know I, all I, your emo faves <laughs> i have this problem and i we talk about it now every with everybody we interview because it's always like oh here's new music here's all this and i'm just like yeah um i listen to like the same bands <laughs> over and over again yeah and don't stop I mean, that's fine, too. I listen to the same bands over... I mean, we've been talking about Green Day, like, this whole time, yeah. right? Like, I listen to the same bands <laughs> over and over again. But, like, I think... I think you would like some... Based on just you talking today, I, I think you'd like some of the... So a lot of the I bands that are would. on there. Like, yeah. Lizzie has never given me a bad recommendation. I will I will give her that. Hell yeah. Uh, it's just... It's just... It's really hard. I, I don't know if it's, like old dog new tricks sort of thing but it's just like yeah. getting this new music i'm just like cool anyway back to my comfort zone i don't know i it's, think it's weird i think right now too especially with being in quarantine and the pandemic and stuff i think it's much it's much easier and more comforting to go back to stuff that you already know i know yeah. like i went through i was like listening to only like all the 90s stuff i loved and like for a little while because i was just like i need something like to grab yeah. onto and that's like just 
that's just like the nostalgia and the and the you know comfort of it just grabbing onto all that stuff i was like okay cool but then i was once i settled in and started listening to like now i'm like excited to like check out all the new stuff again which is cool because like it's hard you know it's hard to constantly be looking for new stuff i think and like you got to be in the right brain space to like engage with something new it's not something you could you gotta you can't just like put it on and be like i know where i am and everything's fine but like yeah it's very rewarding i think and like there's been some fucking great records coming out this year i think my top my tops would be the new jeff rosenstock record no dream is so 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 good and nambi put out three things that were all awesome but like brat <laughs> is like fantastic um and then the the illuminati hotties record i think is incredible um so I would say you should check those out for sure if you have Yeah, those are top picks for sure. I'll have to. Yeah. yeah, you will have to. Listen, Joji's album comes out tomorrow. I'll be listening to that. <laughs> I it's also weird that like my my tastes have gone so much from like that emo and 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 pop punk and and rock side of things and I'm just like I think I just want to listen to like tropical house and sad <laughs> emo hip hop and that's it. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> it's like and, all that. and then like and then like 80s like i guess i call it 80s revival like pale waves in 1975 like kind of that pop 80s new i don't know what you call it i've never heard one 1975 song is that what they sound like uh yeah kind of, yeah it's it's very much just like pop rock but i here's what i'll also say about discoverability I tend to like bands through their music videos and through their live performances. Okay. So I saw 1975 live, having heard a few songs, not really hitting me, not like, oh yeah, I love this band. Uh, saw them live and it, it completely changed my perspective of it. So I go home, I start listening to the records. I go, holy shit, now I, now I like get it. It's like, it's like something yeah. about being able to have the visual of it with the, the, the audio version of it that mm-hmm. lets me like feel... Like, this is what I like. I don't know. I, it's it's I hear very that. strange like that to me. I feel like there's a lot of bands that maybe, uh, and similarly were like, I've seen them live and, and loved it and maybe wouldn't have gotten into it if I hadn't, if I'd heard the record first before mm-hmm. I saw it. And then there's also some bands that like, I love live, but don't really listen to. And then there's some bands that are like the magic both where it's like, I love the record and I You're love like, live. You're like together. Yeah. <laughs> But like, like there's yeah, there are a lot of bands I've seen live that I've never listened to. Yeah, because like it, it is, I think it is very much two different things. I think a cool example of that is um, Courtney Barnett. If you've listened to her, her records are awesome. They're really great. Through Lizzie, mm-hmm. I think I've heard her. Yeah, she's yeah. So great. I saw I saw her at Pitchfork. That was that was great. Yeah. So like so like exactly like you, her records are are one thing, and her live shows are like another similar yeah. thing, but still different. But they're both like perfect uh, as they're yes. two separate things you know um i actually that's funny that you brought up the pitchfork want a set i i actually didn't we were i was playing drums with a band that was opening for her on that tour and um we we didn't see that show but i was talking to a friend on the phone and uh like later and t- i was like you gotta check out courtney rodette and I'm like just watch one second of this live video when we put on like the pitchfork set like i was in my bed with my headphones on and we really? were on the phone and we like watched one song and he was like, can we just keep watching this? And I was like, sure. And we watched the whole set. <laughs> he like loved it so much. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's one of those things where it's like, it's perfect in both. I think she does it. She fucking nails it on the record and nails it. It's just like a little raw and like 
live and it's just like perfect it's just enough it's enough for the indie kids there to be like yeah i'm kind of edgy and cool while also like (laughs) straight and vibing and it's like yes i will give that to you yeah and like she she's just like super talented great songwriter like ridiculously good guitarist there's like so and her band is so good it's just great it's just really yeah just she her entire like persona and then just assembly is just like great i don't i don't have one bad thing to say i if somebody had a bad thing to say about courtney barnett i would seriously question their character <laughs> yeah because there's Lizzie like will find you because <laughs> <laughs> he will educate yeah. you by force <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's just she's just great super talented super super great super nice good 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 human that's that's my two cents on her <laughs> i did want to ask i saw that you have a patreon as I do well have a patreon yeah so um, how was that just because obviously quarantine and being like hey guys i lost all my income let's go <laughs> uh that's why that's how it like got pushed forwards into starting it um i was i was planning on doing it anyway because i wanted to have a place to kind of share some stuff that i probably wouldn't be releasing like a b-side sort of stuff and some of the more acoustic songs and uh just like other random stuff um but uh but yeah i did i did like start it because i was like oh every job i had like my restaurant job and my music jobs and all the tours that i had lined up like they're all gone and uh-oh what am i gonna do um but yeah i, I it's something i've been thinking about anyway and um i i've been putting like covers and some like just other stuff that people like maybe hadn't like heard before or I had a couple like demos of stuff that like didn't make any of the records yet that I'm not sure if I'll release someday but like I like them so I was like I want to share them with people and um yeah hoping to I I got like really overwhelmed with the the whole record release it was it went um better than I was expecting to be honest so it's just cool um but so I got overwhelmed and haven't put as much stuff up there as I as I had been planning to but I'm I'm recording some stuff for it now and trying to get back into to really sharing some stuff on there I was about to say I saw that you ended up on KEXP's playlist yeah huge I know it was wild. I got the email. I got, I love KEXP and I got the email and, uh, for like it being on the, um, the, the weekly podcast yeah. one. And, uh, and I was just like, they were like, is that okay? I was like, yeah, yeah. Let me sign. Don't even ask. ask. Just like, say absolutely. yes. Just yeah, throw yeah, it yeah. in. Let's go. <laughs> and so I was really stoked. And then like, I woke up and, and that podcast came into my feed. Cause like I'm subscribed to it already. I like, cause I love listening to it um and i was like that's my song so like that was very that was a very very cool moment um definitely a a life goal was to be on kxp so very stoked about that um yeah i loved cheryl waters also she's so great i was this close to working there really (laughs) and i did not get hired oh no (laughs) i'm sorry no hey it's always great though because they're still such like a huge legendary like radio station with what they do and they're publicly funded so when i also saw like you were on there and like all these other bands you listen to are starting to jump on there i'm like god that's so fucking cool yeah (laughs) i think that's one of the things i like about them so much is they're like they're they're 
they're one of those places that like they're big but they're into it for the right reasons you know like like the labels i was talking about like they're into it for genuinely the love of music so they do like all their djs and folks like they do go out and they listen to a ton of stuff and and like you can tell that like they're playing things that they're genuinely passionate about like so i think that's that's what's so cool about that's part of what's really cool about being on there is like oh they didn't just play this because like it's me it's not that popular but you know they're not playing it because it's popular or whatever they're playing it because they like are engaged with it which is really cool and that's also makes it fun for me when i listen to like find other stuff i didn't hear about because you get to like they're playing stuff that they're just like into and you're like okay cool let's like see what this is and i like they have that like daily that like song a day one where they just like it's just a song like the podcast is one song and you put it on and if you like it you're like cool let me go check out what else huh. this band has and if you don't you're like okay i didn't like that one try again tomorrow and like i i just think that's really rad so wow that's really interesting yeah it's cool i'm learning all of this with you as you explain <laughs> it right now so i'm like cool, yeah nice the kexp song a day song a day podcast it's just one song every day and different genres and just bunch of different stuff and so you can just that's a quick easy way to d discover something new it's, it's pretty cool and imo as they say <laughs> imo as the kids say <laughs> do uh, the kids say that I, I, they, they do the kids say it, I believe, right? <laughs> the kids say it. Uh, my my editor usually asks me is this what the kids still say and then they'll he'll say some type of slang i'll be like no sir they do not <laughs> Lizzie tells me the kids are saying it. I say, cool for them. And then I don't say it because I'm too worried that she's lying to me. <laughs> Just to make <laughs> it look silly. And be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing that skateboard over your back, yeah. red sweatshirt. Yeah. How do you do, yeah. fellow kids? That really should just be your next like Instagram post. Just be like, hey. Uh, <laughs> Quarantine be like. <laughs> Quarantine be like, how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> Uh, we've been, uh, we've been, we've been able to be live for an hour, which is fantastic. Woo, we it's did a it. Real, a real change of, of scenery with this, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, so I, 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 I mean, that's usually like as long as our, our conversations go. So I want to finish up with like getting, giving you an opportunity to give all your plugs and, uh, Oh yeah. 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 And, and be able to do that. So I'll do a quick intro to that section so that Lizzie has something nice to edit into. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a real doozy for you, I think. No, I've yeah, had, I've had worse. <laughs> They've all been that. I, I think we have a way to fix it now if I could just use both of my computers here. So next Perfect. week is going to be great. So thanks for being a test for me. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> no problem. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll intro this section now. Uh, Elise, I want to give you an opportunity here to, uh, to tell us your plugs, to get, tell everybody where to find you on the internet or not in person, hopefully. <laughs> Don't come, yet. yeah. Don't Not at the here. moment. Uh, <laughs> where can people see you, you know, uh, uh, performing on Twitch and, uh, and support you on Patreon and all that? Yeah, okay. So my Twitch is, is twitch.tv slash Elise Ocean, um, E-L-I-S-E Ocean. And uh, I'll be doing some stuff on there. I'm performing. Uh, uh, oh, never mind. I can't tell you about those things yet. My bad. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> I thought you were saying you were going to play Nevermind. I'm going to play. You're like, wow, you're getting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe I will do that record. Now you have um, to because you just said it on accident. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the Patreons. Um, 
uh, patreon.com slash oceanator, I think. There's some fun stuff up there. The Bandcamp is oceanator.bandcamp.com. And then if you're in the UK, Europe, happening to be listening or watching or whatever, you can go to the Big Scary Monsters Bandcamp and get the vinyl there so you don't have to pay like a million dollars in shipping. They got a cute, um, a cute different variant of the vinyl that is uh, looks pretty neat. And then uh, I'm on, twi- on Twitter at Oceanator and on Instagram at Oceanator Band. And I think that's all the stuff. Yeah. I think. Uh, Spotify is Oceanator. And, uh, yeah. Title Oceanator. Go stream it. Yeah. Go stream title. it. And then <laughs> I use title now, actually. Oh. <laughs> well, they. Yeah. I like it. It sounds better. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. I know that the audio quality is better. I just, you know, it's, it's one of those like, you know, underused, uh, audio places. So it's like when you, when somebody says like, I use it, I'm on it. It's like, Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I saw this, um, the alternative had like a poll up on Twitter today that was like asking about what people use. Cause if they want, they want to know if they should do their playlists other places. And they had like Spotify, Apple music title, and then other, and I was like, oh, I wonder. And I clicked title, and it was like 1%. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still 1%, and it's still you. <laughs> yeah, and it was like 400 votes, and title was like 1%. And I was like, oh, okay. But, yeah, I, I like it. It sounds it sounds better than Spotify. But I have, That's I have nice. yeah, anyway. So, so stream the new record on title. What's the new record yeah. called, by the way? We didn't actually say. Oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> called, got to it. it's called Things I Never YouTubers. Said. <laughs> called things i never said and came out on august 28th on plastic miracles and then also on big scary monsters and also maybe some new fancy um announcements in the future who knows anything could happen yeah Yeah. so follow on the socials stream the new record it's very Mm -hmm. good so you know don't fuck up (laughs) don't fuck up go on the band camp i have 23 vinyl left of the first pressing if you are a first pressing person you got to get in now yeah. But there will be other pressings, so it's not. I'm. It just won't gonna, be the first. There just won't yeah. be the first. Yeah, but I'm not trying second. to. <laughs> second, third, fourth. Maybe we'll get up to fifth. Who knows? Ooh. It actually is a hot topic reissue. That's where we end up. <laughs> ah, that would be sick. <laughs> yeah, that would be sick. There's yeah. like a certain like nostalgia and just like yeah, my vinyls re-released through Hot Topic. Like, <laughs> you know what? Excellent. That's yeah, awesome. I, that would be fine because that store still exists, right? It does, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just rebranded as more like nerd culture than music. Yeah, oh, you, can, you can get a Hot Topic credit card because they know that everyone's old enough. That's disgusting. Oh. I know. That's actually disgusting. Okay. <laughs> I, I just found, that. I had one of those like punch cards where you get like a certain percentage off. I found oh, yeah. that. Never filled it. <laughs> I used to work there and I used to give a lot more punches than were. Uh oh. Like, Whoa. Punches. They're going to sue you. They're going to come and get getting... you. I was getting three hours a week. Oh like, my that was, god! That was how much I was working. Like, I'm sorry, but I I didn't earn enough money for them that... to not let me punch a bunch of. Uh, you know, I feel like you'd just be money. spending more money to like get there and back. There was. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Sure, it didn't work there much longer after they were only giving me three hours a week. Yeah, that was about that. That sounds like I I got offered a job at um as much as I love the shoes bands and they're like we only give you four hours a week because we know everyone's here for the discount. I'm like I'm here to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I'm like, oh excuse God. me? That's horrendous. Dang. That's like nothing. Yeah. I was like, excuse me? What is this? 
Wow. Okay. Well, nobody shop at Vans or Hot Topic. <laughs> oh no! No, I only wear Vans. I also only wear Vans. I love Vans. Granted, I, I go to Play-Doh's just... closet and I get mine secondhand. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna pop on and get like one of those like custom ones. You know how you can get those custom designs? Yeah. I wanted to get one. Of, I want to get a new pair of slip-ons with some custom stuff. Oh, I wanted to get the Comfort Fit because those were my first pair, like the OG skater ones. I got them yeah. at like. I think like DSW were famous footwear for like on sale for like 40 bucks. Yeah. And I wore them into the fucking ground because they felt like <laughs> slippers on my feet. My feet look huge because they were like the old <laughs> skater ones. So it was like Osiris, but like not as like obnoxious. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. Like I. The Americas, the big. Yes. Yes. And then I left it at when I worked at Caribou Coffee. I covered one that was not my home store and then I forgot them and then I never went back. No. So sad. I had those vans, those Jeff Rowley vans. They're real big and poofy. Remember when they were making those really poofy skaters? I had those. Yeah. Everyone's going to go on vans now and create these nostalgia where after I was just like, yeah, no, they do not want to pay you. (laughs) Well, that could be, that could be different now. I don't know. I haven't tried to work at vans in like, God, seven years. When was I in undergrad? Oh yeah. If If everyone goes on vans because of this episode, to get stuff then i demand an oceanator um signature van yes shoe van and and we and and we all can go to the the van the house of vans all the time no questions asked the house of vans in new york is gone it is yeah they shut they shut it down before all of this um it had like the it's last summer it was a couple years ago oh my god yeah bummer they just opened ours like four five years ago i think that's sick yeah Yeah, there's been they've been i think those like they overlapped a little bit i think yours opened like a a year or two before the new york one closed it was cool i saw a lot of great shows there i saw like sleep and uh i saw sleep and battles together which was pretty cool and the descendants which was awesome oh yeah i know they had one out here i saw taking back sunday and their first show was the first show after they opened was rise against i was at my college radio station and they they sent me. They're like, "Do you want to do press?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, let's yeah. go!" <laughs> Hell yeah, that's sick. And there's a photo of Lizzie like being thrown in the crowd. Usually, yes. Hell More yeah. o- there's yeah. one for Taking Back Sunday. Yes. More often than not, that's where you'll find me being yeeted across crowds. You see, see a photo of people crowd surfing, and it's like, "Oh, that's her." Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like though. I'm always in the front, but like on the ground. I had this. I I had this fear of being crowd surfed because I I thought everyone was gonna make fun of how how much i weighed <laughs> just like a fear from when i was like a little a little small kid and yeah. so i've always been too scared to crowd surf because of insecurities i mean when <laughs> tor- when when touring is safe again you can come here and we'll eat you up i'll need <laughs> yeah. i'll need help in general because i can't lift I, up anybody i'm weak yeah. so Wait, did you see the new the new soul glow record I heard, I've heard a lot about it. I haven't listened to it, though. Well, I think there's only one song out yet, but it's called Songs to Yeet at the Sun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Such a good title. Such a good title. And then the, the one song, I think there's just the one song out so far. It's excellent. They're so good. But, uh, yeah, I just love that album title. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I feel like it's uh, appropriate. Well, there we go. That's an episode, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We did it! Yay! Thank you for having me. Yeah, 
That was our episode with Elise. Thank you for checking it out. I swear, I swear to you, I swear to you, our loving audience, these tech issues are going to go away. I promise you, we are, we're, we're, we're like so much reinventing the wheel here. We're reinventing Axl Rose, as against me said. We're reinventing the wheel to run myself over. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's such a weird time, but it's, it's a struggle and it's all just a lot of fun. Uh, I'm very glad Elise is super cool. Elise is super nice. So, uh, that was a great interview, great time hanging out and, uh, yeah, make sure to go check out the record. Make sure to follow her on all the socials. We will hopefully see you next week. Uh, we also are off the following week of the eighth and ninth. So don't look for a stream those days, giving you a fair warning now. Uh, don't be disappointed coming and then trying to tweet or DM us on Instagram being, where are you guys? Listen yeah. till the end. You'll find more info. How dare you not listen to the end? Listen, that's going to take you? energy. How because also, you? you wouldn't know that next week we have uh, Jake Lamore from Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast coming yeah. on finally. And then we also have a surprise guest that I'm still uh, locking down last minute info for that we will be going live on, I believe, the 6th at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to make up for the fact that we will not be live on the 8th and 9th. Yeah. So you should definitely check back for that once I get that confirmed. And plus, we also have <laughs> a lot of other really rad guests coming up uh, later in the month in October and in November yeah. because I will start sending out those emails so I don't look like I'm uh, planning too far ahead because I'd also do not want to plan too far ahead and then accidentally get a band that gets canceled in the process. That is our episode. Thank you for hanging out with us here in the Human Social Club podcast. As I am every week, for the most part, I'm Brian. And as I am every week, sometimes, if only, I'm Lizzie. We'll see you on Twitch. Goodbye.